if you're dealing with other people often or just want to improve your conversations and your personal relationships, this book is for you. But before that, a quick shout out to the members and supporters of buymeacoffee.com daily. Thank you for making learning accessible to all. Hi, I'm Day, and welcome to Daily Book Club, the audio experiment. I'll be talking about Crucial Conversations by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. So we've all been in situations where rational discussions go downhill. This book goes into understanding the root causes of those problems. Different techniques will also be shared to handle such situations and shape them to become positive and solutions-oriented rather than who shouts louder and sounds angrier competition. Nice, rational, agreeable people, even with the same goals, can get into a shouting match. Well, maybe not shouting all the time, but getting into an argument. Maybe you had this kind of experience. You try to have a conversation with a partner or a loved one and then realize that you are actually having was an argument. These are often crucial conversations characterized by high tension and high emotions. And the inability to effectively manage them can lead us into trouble. And I'm sure we've all experienced this. It's difficult to think rationally when faced with such conversations. Part of it is biological, where adrenaline is released to heighten our senses when emotions run high. And this is because of the body that can't tell the difference between a heated conversation and true danger. So it prepares itself for fight or flight. And most of the time, crucial conversations come out of the blue. I mean, imagine your colleague telling you that your work is bad and a kid could have done better. So what happens here is that rather than rationally discussing the pros and cons, your instincts will kick in and be hurt and maybe cry alone in a corner, which is flight, or start the shouting match, which is fight. So mastering crucial conversations can help anyone in their private and public lives. According to the book, there was a survey done of more than 20,000 people in various companies, and those who mastered crucial conversations are better able to tackle challenges and thus often become the opinion leaders in their organizations. By the way, this is not just for business. This can also be for your personal life. Like, let's say you're looking for forever in a relationship. Being able to master crucial conversations can reduce chances of breakup by up to 50%. So now let's talk about getting to the best solution, because that is key. It's not about winning, but it's about solving a problem. And the best solutions only arise when people freely share information in crucial conversations. When a topic is controversial, we are often afraid to share ideas or criticisms because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. But this is totally backwards. Sharing information actually leads to smarter decisions. I mean, even the smartest people are prone to making mistakes when they don't have all the necessary information available to them. A crazy example, which they say is a true story, is a surgeon that flawlessly amputated a woman's foot. So the woman started screaming when her anesthesia wore off, and the doctors tried to calm her down, but she wouldn't stop screaming. And when the doctors looked at the medical chart, they realized that the woman had been checked in for tonsillectomy. That's really crazy. But what is more surprising is that there were actually seven others that had seen something wrong but said nothing. They could have asked something like, isn't this knife too big to take out tonsils? 
but maybe they were too intimidated. Yes, this is an extreme example, but this happens every day with us. When our leaders ask, what do you think? We usually stay silent. So think about this. What is the cost of staying silent? Interestingly, people are more likely to fully commit to solutions resulting from an open dialogue. When we can see how a solution has been taken from available ideas, we are more likely to be convinced that it is the best solution. Emotions get the best of us. So to prevent that from happening, we should stay focused on our goals when in a crucial conversation. So think about the last time you were heavily criticized for your ideas. Did you accept their criticism and work towards a solution? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe you got an angry or called up your friend to talk about how annoying it was. However, this isn't the most helpful way to end the conversation. What could you have done differently? Whenever you feel attacked, the first thing you must do is take a moment to highlight your goals. Anger most probably won't give you a solution. Ask yourself, what is it I want to achieve from this dialogue? What is my aim here? What information do I want to ensure I clearly articulate to my conversational partner? And if you got that, now it's time to identify what is the one thing you really want to avoid in this conversation. You wanted and didn't want something in the first place. That's why you engaged in a dialogue. So with this, take a more rational approach to the conversation. The simple act of stopping to think before answering an objection or a comment can help you manage your emotions. For example, you want to tell your partner something that might upset them. Think, what do I actually want? What do I want to avoid? The simple exercise can help you say what needs to be said and keep everyone calm, so no more risk of something flying towards you. Most of the time, the feeling of safety or the lack of it changes the behavior of people. When people don't feel safe, they're more likely to behave aggressively. And because of this, anything you talk about might feel like an attack and trigger emotions in them. And once this happens, it's hard to make people feel safe again. Even something like, hey, I really like your haircut, may be taken negatively and they would wonder, are you making fun of me? Thankfully, people display signs of aggression when they're feeling unsafe in a conversation. And these behaviors can typically be broken down into two categories, silent and violent. The words are pretty obvious and self-explanatory, but here are some examples that might not be too obvious. You can identify a silent reaction when people start to deliberately hide opinions in a conversation. It can be usually in the form of sarcasm. Someone might tell you, you know, that's a very flattering shirt. No one would ever think that it's three sizes too small for you. A violent reaction, on the other hand, is where people try to force their opinion onto whoever they are speaking to. These are people who just won't let others speak, interrupt, or cut them off. Then you've witnessed a violent reaction. So in order to avoid these, how do we create a safe atmosphere? There are two conditions, a feeling of mutual respect and a common purpose. Mutual respect is a prerequisite. If people don't feel like you respect and value them, their behavior can change quickly. You can avoid making people feel disrespected by carefully managing how you address them. One way to do this is through contrasting, such as, I am happy with the quality of the work, but I wish you would get to work on time. Next is common purpose. People need to feel like they are striving towards a common solution 
where their own interests and goals are taken into consideration. If the common solution isn't immediately clear, then you'll have to create one. Imagine that you got a promotion and you would have to relocate, but your partner doesn't want. Initially, there's no common purpose since you want a promotion and your partner wants to stay. This is an opportunity where you can create the general purpose that you both share. For example, focusing on the needs of family over career or location. The solution might not be the one that you initially wanted, but the solution is based on a clear goal ensuring that everyone's needs are met. Another important way to manage emotions is to make sure that you've gotten the facts straight before interpreting it. And being human, you've experienced this too. A normal conversation with someone, then one random ill-chosen word from a certain person in a certain situation makes you angry, even if it wasn't the intention. A reaction like this are the result of incorrect interpretation of the situation. And this happens a lot in the world today. A lot of people get offended or misinterpret things. This is when what you think is different from the actual facts or intention of the message. And to get to a solution, you must learn how to overcome this hurdle. Ask yourself if you are misinterpreting someone's words whenever you start to feel your emotions fire up. And be sure to separate your explanation from your emotional response so that you can be level-headed. For example, imagine you and a coworker are having a project meeting with your boss. You step out for a quick break, but your coworker continues to talk about the project without you. You immediately think that the coworker is trying to take credit for the work and you can feel your emotions acting up. But when you examine the facts, you realize that the reason they continue talking about it is that they were both passionate and interested in the project and didn't realize that you were too. Knowing this, you can interpret the actions more accurately, have a better conversation, and a better chance of finding a solution that everyone can have ownership of. Instead of expecting others to make you feel safe, make others feel safe in a conversation by making them feel their opinions are valued. You can start by showing your conversation partner that you care about what's making them unhappy. Ask them about their motives, and where necessary, confront them on their behavior. Once they start opening up, you can keep them going by paraphrasing what they have said. For example, let's call the person you're talking to Alex. Alex says, I really did everything that I can for this project, but my bosses don't care about it. Then you can paraphrase it and say, It seems like you did your best, but your bosses didn't notice it. Why do you think that's the case? The simple paraphrasing or mirroring will give them the feeling that you understand their concerns and will make them feel that they can share more. But sometimes, there will be times where mirroring would not be the best, especially if it's destructive or you generally disagree. Such as, I am such a failure, no one likes me. In these cases, focus on understanding and how they are feeling rather than challenging beliefs. Also, comparing would not work most of the time because it might invalidate the person. You don't really need to solve their problems unless they ask you to. But be there and let them talk about it more by asking leading questions. One way to reply is, why do you feel that way? Most of the time, in cases like this, people are just looking for an opportunity to vent. Okay, so now we know how to create a safe atmosphere. Which brings us to the last topic. Choosing how to make the decision and dividing the responsibilities to put the conversation into action. This is what will guarantee that you reach the best solution. 
And the best way to ensure this is to know who should be granted decision-making power and whom the decision affects. If the solution affects everybody, then there should be a consensus from all the people involved, whether it's just two people or a team. And when there are multiple acceptable solutions, you can vote on them. And that's what's important, making everyone involved in the process. But making everyone involved doesn't mean that all decisions have to be made by all. In cases where people trust you or you have influence over, you can have the final say. And if that's clear, what just needs to be done is to clearly establish who does what by when. Everybody in the conversation needs to be aligned on this. So utilizing all that I have discussed, crucial conversations will continuously lead to positive outcomes that will help in improving your personal and professional life. You just listened to a summary of Crucial Conversations by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. If you found this very useful, share this with at least three people who would benefit from this. Of course, this being a summary, not everything can be discussed. So if this summary has interested you, please do get a copy of the book. Anyway, if you have book suggestions or just want to say something, you can always message me on Instagram at daily. And if you have thoughts that you would like to share on social media about what you just listened to, you can do so with the hashtag Daily Book Club. Again, my name is Day, and thank you for listening to the Daily Book Club, the audio experiment.